welcome back to the podcast that works as an accompaniment to my book, Fem Empowerment, A Guide to Unleashing Your Inner Bond Girl. This is the third podcast, and I seem to be getting a little bit more of a hang of this. However, I keep getting reminded of things that I have forgotten on each podcast. Thank you so much for contacting me and letting me know, especially if you are one of my coaching clients, and you know there's certain things that I talk to you about and that I didn't include on the podcast. You can certainly contact me at double O Sandy, that's D-O-U-B-L-E-O-H-S-A-N-D-Y at yahoo.com or give me a ring at 206-350-3537. As I mentioned in the last podcast, this podcast is about freeing up your life and your time so that you're ready to go on a moment's notice when some great opportunity happens. But before we get to that, I wanted to mention a couple of things, like I said, that folks who called in reminded me to include. I had mentioned in the last podcast that you can send your cast-offs to charity, or of course you can have your party where your girlfriends can come and get new gifts from you from your cast-offs. The other two things that I forgot to mention that are covered in my book are eBay and freecycle.org. First of all, on eBay, as I'm sure you know, you can list items and sell them. There's also a corollary to eBay. It's called half.com, H-A-L-F, Dot com where you can list books and CDs and DVDs, movies and things like that. In fact, I don't buy a book or CD or DVD anymore without checking half.com to see if somebody out there is getting rid of this item at half the price I might pay at the regular store. People just get on there and sell their old books and CDs and so can you. Uh, Same with eBay. You can get on there and let people bid for it or you can put it on at a certain price and then all you have to do is get it packaged off to them and ship it off and there you go. You're junk or cast-offs are somebody else's treasures. I'll tell you a story. My cousin, Robin, has become the eBay queen. She writes really funny paragraphs about the things that she's getting rid of on eBay. And she has done things like getting rid of a half a tube of hair coloring for more than the price the full tube would cost if you went to the drugstore. She writes really funny little sayings about whatever it is she's getting rid of. She has gotten rid of t-shirts and jeans and told a little story about what she was doing when she was wearing that t-shirt and wearing those jeans. And she really does get rid of everything. She does this as a business for people as well. She will get rid of stuff. And I used her to get rid of some things when my James and I were consolidating our two households. I had her put a bunch of books and things that we were getting rid of onto eBay and she keeps a little percentage of it. But sure enough, wound up selling all that stuff and it's not that difficult. So this is one thing that I wanted to point out to you. Also, if you go on to eBay and you want to upgrade your life or your style, I personally have bought Manolo Blahnik shoes on eBay in my size, which is giant size, at about a third the price of what they would have cost in the store. I have two Armani suits for the exact same reason. I got them on eBay at about the third the price that they would have cost me. And if you have enough money and don't have credit card debt and you want to upgrade your look, that is a great place to look, especially if you know your size in a certain brand. You can go on there. I bought a pair of Lucky Jeans for cheap. They're like 20 bucks. They're 
way more than that in the store, as those of you lucky jeans were certainly know. So this is something that you can use to your advantage, both as a buyer and as a seller. The reason why, for example, shoes is a great thing to get on eBay is because often what will happen is somebody will buy a pair of shoes, Manolo Blahnik shoes or you know whatever, and they will wear them a little bit and realize they pinch their feet. Well, you cannot return shoes. And so what do those people do with those brand name shoes? They put them on eBay and try to get a little bit of money out of them. So from both the buyer side and from the seller side, eBay is a great little thing for you to investigate. Now, the other website that I mentioned is freecycle.org. F like Frank, R-E-E-C-Y-C-L-E dot O-R-G. You may not have a free cycle in your area, but check out the website. How free cycle works is it's an email list and people send out notification as to what they'd like to have in their lives and what they'd like to have out of their lives. And you get emails from folks and they say that they would like to pick it up and you just put that stuff outside your garage or at your mailbox or any place where you think that that person is going to be able to come and get it. And they just come and take it away. I have used FreeCycle to great advantage. I have gotten rid of things on FreeCycle that I have been shocked people wanted to take. We had an old barbecue. It was working fine, but it was a little rusty. We've gotten rid of rolls of carpeting. We've gotten rid of tons of clothing, lots and lots of books. My James happens to be from Austria, and so he had a lot of German language magazines on photography that had some great photographs on the inside. Well, I put those up on FreeCycle, and who should say that they wanted them but a teacher in a local school who wanted to use them to cut out and make collages with her students. Great, excellent. So that's another wonderful resource for you. You've got charity, and when you give stuff to charity, obviously make sure, again, take photographs and get that deduction for your taxes. You've got eBay if you want to get a little bit of cash out of the stuff, and you might want to check out freecycle.org. I really do love FreeCycle because to me, it's a place where it's almost like giving things to my girlfriends. It's hard for me sometimes to give things to charity that I really love or that I'm still wearing and I know I shouldn't, stuff like that. And when you give something away on FreeCycle, people actually come and pick it up. You can meet that person. You can see where your stuff is going. You get little thank you notes in email uh, from the people who have picked up your stuff. It's just like giving it away to a girlfriend. I, I gave away a shirt that I absolutely loved and I knew it just didn't fit me very well, but I loved it. And they gave it away to a girlfriend of mine and I saw her at work wearing it recently. First of all, I sort of felt a pang of not jealousy, but kind of sadness because I love that shirt. I realized how much better it looked on her than it looked on me. So again, you get to kind of see your stuff if you give it away to your girlfriends. And if you give it away on a place like FreeCycle, you know that these folks are coming. They'll come to your house. It's no skin off your nose, but they will take things that you might not be quite wanting to give to charity because you're afraid it might go into rag box or something like that. That is a resource that I really wanted to bring up to you. I had forgotten both eBay and FreeCycle, but a couple of my coaching clients who had heard my second podcast dropped me an email and said, oh, you didn't mention the eBay and FreeCycle thing. So I thought that I would mention that now. So on to the subject of this podcast. What if your James came up the walk to your house and said to you, baby, I'm taking you to Paris. We are leaving in an hour. I just want you to pack up your absolute necessaries and go. I got the tickets right here. Let's do it. Of course, your James wouldn't do this if you're in the middle of a trial or you're in the middle of a big project. He knows that it's a good time for you work-wise and the idea is whether it's a good time for you personal-wise. What are you going to say? Are you in your mind right now saying things like, ah, uh, that sounds fine, but, well, 
that's a problem. Because you know what? Your life should be full of things like that and you should be ready. So that's what we're going to talk a little bit about in this podcast. Again, it's covered more in depth than my book, but I want you to have a few things in this podcast that you might want to think about in that vein. First of all, I have a question for you. Do you have a passport? If you don't have a passport, they're expensive to get. Don't get me wrong. I know how expensive they are. I have a link in my book. And actually on my website, if you go to the link that says resources for the book, there's the same link that's on the BeABondGirl.com website that gives you the information to fill out to get a passport. It's time to start saving for that passport now, first of all. And uh, second of all, fill out that information so that you will be ready when you decide that you're going to go and get that passport. This could be a great goal for you for this year. When it comes to having a passport, there's two things I have to say. The first one is when somebody asks you for ID for your checks, it's really cool to give them a passport instead of your driver's license. It's different. People will sort of look at you a little bit different in the line. It also means that you're ready to take off at a moment's notice. You're telling your subconscious that, that you're ready to go. Now, the second thing is, If you need to lose a little bit of weight, if you feel that you're kind of in a frumpy state of mind, you're kind of schlumping around, that passport photo is going to stay on that passport for years and years and years and years. So I set that up as a great goal for you. If you need to lose some weight, if you want to remake your makeup look, if you want to get a new haircut, all of those things, the best thing that you can do is think about that photograph that you're going to take for that passport as a reason that you're going to be doing all that weight loss and getting your hair in order, all the rest of that stuff. I know that it sounds superficial to say, make the photograph for your passport your goal when in your weight loss efforts, but it's a great thing to aim for. For me, my driver's license is expiring, and I'll be the first to admit that I myself need about 10 pounds to lose. So I am going to be following this myself. I am going to be thinking, what is that driver's license picture going to be looking like? My driver's license picture right now looks fantastic. You need to have those things and representations for you that make you feel good. I'll give you another little suggestion. This is a little off topic, but I would strongly suggest that if you got photographs that don't look good, if you and your James are out taking photos on digital camera and you look on the replay and he's got some photos of you in there, don't look so great, or you've got some photos that were taken a while ago where you don't look so great, get rid of them erase them. I'm giving you the okay right now to get rid of all that stuff because you know what? You do not need to have a representation of a point in your past where you look terrible. You want everything to look good. You want all the stuff that is out there to be a good representation of you. Back to that passport or driver's license photo. You do want to make sure that you plan. You want to make sure you get a good night's sleep before you take that picture. We happen to have a store in San Francisco, which is the closest city to me. It's called Sephora, S-E-P-H-O-R-A, and you can go there and get a great makeup done for free by one of their artists. A lot of stores like Macy's have this sort of offering for you as well, and that's another thing that you might want to consider. You just want that photo to really be the best representation of you that you can put forward. So what else are you going to need besides that passport to be able to get on that trip to Paris when it's offered to you? You need to look and see what's cluttering up your life so that you can go or what you are saying in your mind that's making you say that you can't go. Once we fix some of these things, then you're going to streamline your daily life as well. It'll be easier to find a little bit more time in your life just because you're going to take care of these things. And these are things that are probably on your list. They're just far down your list. I just want to 
make you consider that you might be able to move them up your list a little bit. So where to start? What do you have in your life? Do you have kids or a dog or a cat? If your James walked up the driveway and said, we're going to Paris in an hour. Do you have a contingency sleepover trading plan for your kids? Do you have a boarding kennel or someone who can walk and watch your dog? Cats are a little bit easier. You can buy a self-feeder and a self-waterer for a few days, and usually the cat box will be all right for a couple of days, but dogs are a little bit harder. One of the things that should be on your list for whatever you're taking care of in your life is to have all set somebody that you can call on a moment's notice and say, I'm dropping off my keys or I'm dropping off my dog or my cat or the kids and they will be able to take care of that for you. If you don't have that sort of contingency plan for your kids, you certainly should instill in your kids a sense of adventure. Maybe instead of you and your James going off to Paris, it's the family going off to Paris. So the sorts of things that we're talking about and that I talk about in this book are things that you can definitely instill in your kids. You want them to be able to pack on a moment's notice. You want them to to have a sense of adventure. And that's the sort of thing that the children of a Bond girl would be like. It's time to start getting things like that organized. Well, what else might you need to do? I personally believe that you should have some light timers that you put on the lights in your house in two or three locations so that these lights go on and off when you normally would be in the house using those lights. You can get light timers just about anywhere. I like the light timers that don't go on at a set time. They go on around a certain time, like around six, and then they go off around 10 o'clock. That to me seems to be a little bit of a better situation than something that goes on exactly at the same time every night. Now I put these onto the lights that I actually use. I've got one when I walk in the door that I turn on and another one that's in the living room next to a chair that I use. These are the lights that I have come on just as if I was coming home from work. I put those light timers onto those lights. Then I have another one upstairs in the bedroom that goes on at about the time that I would go to bed. I leave these light timers on all the time, which means that when I get home, those lights are already on for me. I've put them on the lights that I turn on in my daily life. And so in some ways, it's streamlined that part of my life. What else do you need to think about? You need to think about plants. Do you have plants outside your house or inside your house? If you do, then it's probably been on your list for a while, but it's time to get all of these plants onto a self-watering system of some kind. That's a huge pain to set up, I'm the first to admit. But once you've done it, you're not going to have to take that time every week to go around and water those plants. You can have something inside that's as easy as a pot bottle that you screw into a little spigot that goes into the plant and it just waters the plant with that pot bottle. For outside, you can have drip irrigation that's set on a timer. If this is not the sort of stuff that you do particularly well, and perhaps you have a James in your life that can do this for you, it's important to give him something really nice for setting this up for you. Don't forget, he's setting this up to make your life easier, so you do want to make some sort of a trade to make his life easier. A lot of people say that they have plant watering systems on their list that they want to get that taken care of. Now's the time to do that because if you were to take off for Paris for a week or a month, wouldn't that be great? You don't want to come home and have all your plants dead. So time to get that onto your A-list. That's something that once you get it done, you're not going to have to spend the time watering those plants again. So that's going to give you more time and streamline your current daily life. What else? What about your mail and your newspapers? What you need to do is you need to get all the forms for anything that you would need to fill out to go on vacation and get them all filled out. You need to go get a 
form from the post office that will have them hold your mail at the post office for the period of time you're gone. You want to get a form that will hold your newspapers. If like I had at an old job, I had to actually fill out a vacation form that I had to print out off of my works website. I want to print off one of those if there's something you need to send to your kid's school or to your kid's soccer coach. All that needs to be printed out and ready. Get it all filled out already. The only thing you want to leave blank is the date because you don't know when you're going to Paris, but you're going to have all of these in a little sheaf all together. And when your James comes up the walk, he's waving those tickets. All you have to do is put the date in all of those forms drop the mail one and the newspaper one into the mailbox and off you go. This is important to do and again get them all filled out in advance. What I do is I keep them in a drawer that's next to my refrigerator so that I know exactly where they are. They're all ready to go and you just have to fill out that date and go. Another thing you might want to consider if you don't already have one you might want to ask as a gift for a little travel set of speakers and a cable that will make your mp3 player whether it's an ipod or something else become a little sound system then what you want to do is to make sure that you have a playlist on your mp3 player of the songs that you and your james love to love to just keep that on your mp3 player keep it in that little playlist and keep the speakers and the cables and everything that attaches to your iPod or your MP3 player in your suitcase. How exciting will that be when you get to Paris and you look like the most prepared Bond girl ever when you pull out your iPod, you plug it in, and there's your special music playing for your James. Another thing that you'd want to do is keep in your suitcase a small travel size of any sort of lubricants or toys that you and your James like to use. Those need to also go into your suitcase and just live there. In my suitcase, I also always have a sexy nighty, a bathing suit, some flip-flops, and a sarong because these are things that you might forget and suddenly you find out that your hotel is a hot tub or something along those lines and these are things that you want to have always in your suitcase. I also have a Ziploc bag that's got a week's worth of feminine products in it. I'm going to talk a little bit more about what I call my gym bag but I keep a week's worth of feminine products in my suitcase as well and those just all live in there in a little zip pocket so that I never have to worry that I'm without any of that stuff. When it comes to packing for this trip, we talked about this a bit on the last podcast, but you do want to have your clothes, your jewelry, your shoes all arranged into the color base that they belong to. I personally have black base clothing and brown base clothing. And if I am in a situation where I'm running to catch a plane, I just decide, okay, I'm either going black based or brown based. And those are the clothes that I stick with. That means I only have a couple of pairs of shoes, only one coat. And I'm not in a situation where suddenly I have a 50 pound suitcase or God forbid, I have to check a suitcase. That is not very Bond girl. And you know how it works. A guy always has a suitcase that weighs like 10 pounds and somehow has enough of everything for him for the next month. But there you are with your suitcase that's got 50 pounds and you run out of stuff in a week. I'm not quite sure how that happens, but to stop this from happening, this is one of the things that I recommend to my clients is to make sure that when you're traveling, you only bring a certain color base of clothing, whether for me, it's black based clothing or brown based clothing. Then all you have to bring is one pair of heels, a pair of sandals, a pair of walking shoes in that color, and then a raincoat in that color. Say it's a black raincoat, pair of black heels, black sandals, and black walking shoes. Then you've got your black pants, your black skirt, little black dress, maybe shirts in different colors that go with that same black, one black blazer. That's much better 
rather than suddenly mixing in something that's brown or blue where, where you need different colored shoes. When you're traveling, you want to keep it all light because the most important part of traveling, being able to just get up and go and do things and be ready. And you definitely do not want to be the woman who's turning to her James and saying, can you carry my suitcase? And of course, it's 900 pounds. No, you need to be a Bond girl. You've got to be as streamlined as possible. This also goes for your purse. I think it's really important, and I go into this a lot more in the book, but in your purse, you really just need your ID and money and one lipstick and your car keys and then a pen, a notebook or your Blackberry and your cell phone. You need to get rid of that huge wallet that you carry around and giant purse that's just got all kinds of junk in it. You really just want to carry what you need. Put all the other cards, like your library card or your Safeway card, into a separate place, such as the ashtray of your car and a Ziploc bag that's at your desk, and get them out of your purse. You don't want to be schlepping that thing around. You also certainly do not want to have a Swiss Army knife on your keychain. I'll tell you a story that just happened to me this weekend. I can't even believe it. I was going to a wedding, and I put my purse through the scanner at the airport and I was pulled aside. They pulled out my wallet and on the end of it was my car key and a little tiny Swiss Army knife. I just couldn't believe it. I normally don't drive to the airport. I happen to have driven that day with my girlfriend and that Swiss Army knife is on my car key. Usually I leave my car key at home and the Swiss Army knife stays with it but this time the car key came and I didn't even notice the Swiss Army knife was on it. Of course I lost it. Didn't mean that much to me but this is something that I could have prevented by just keeping that Swiss Army knife in my car instead of having it on my keychain. Another thing I'll suggest to you is that you don't keep your house keys with your car keys and your driver's license all together in your purse. I'll give you a story of why. It's a sad story. I had a girlfriend who had her purse stolen and in it was her wallet, which had her driver's license on it. Of course, that had her home address on it. It had her car keys, but it also had her house key. So while she was making the report that her purse had been stolen, wound up taking the metro and walking home. What happened when she got home? She had been cleaned out. It's because her address was on her driver's license and her house key was in her purse. So the people had gone straight to her house, opened it up with her house key and cleaned her out. No joke. What I do is I keep my house key separately. I keep it in my car ashtray. So my purse only has my car key and it has my driver's license in my wallet. I do not keep my driver's license in the little window that's on the outside of my wallet. The reason why I don't do that is because I'm afraid that somebody might see that and be able to copy down my address. I don't really want anyone to know what my address is. That's another reason to use a passport for your identification. You can keep your driver's license in your car. Just keep it in your car ashtray. And then you don't have a situation where people are possibly going to be able to find out your address and have your house key or be able to stalk you, God forbid, in this day and age, you never know what can happen. I also do not have my home address printed on my checks. When I go to the grocery store, most of the time I use my debit card or my ATM. My reasoning for that is that I get air miles on it. I don't get any air miles if I write a check, but if I happen to want to write a check, I don't want anybody to know where I live. So you can get your checks printed without your address on them. It's not something that you have to have printed on there. And I would suggest that, again, Bond Girl is kind of mysterious. And you also want to take 
carry yourself to. So that's something that you might want to consider. The very last thing that you will be putting into your suitcase, and it's something that I discussed in the last podcast, is what I call my gym bag. I have a little travel bag that I got at Target. It's cute. It's like a mini backpack. And in this, I keep all of my makeup, my toiletries, a little bit of my shampoo, all those sorts of things. They're all in travel size and they're all together. What this means is that if my James was coming up the walk and saying, we're going to Paris, honey, let's go. I can grab that bag and I can just plop it in my suitcase and go. So we're going to talk a little bit about what I call my my gym bag. And what that is, is again, a little travel bag. We're not talking a big gym bag that your shoes would go into. I call it my gym bag because when I go to the gym, I take this with me. In it, you've got all travel-sized versions of your necessities. The other thing you want to include in that gym bag is a plastic bag, a plastic Ziploc freezer bag. When you go through the security for the airplane, you need to dump all of your toiletries into that Ziploc bag so that the security personnel can see what you're bringing onto the airplane. So just keep Keep a gallon-sized Ziploc bag tucked into that bag that you're going to have all your toiletries in so that should you get whisked away, it's all ready for you so you can dump that stuff out, stick it in the bag, and put it back. What goes in that bag? You want to keep your makeup, makeup remover. I happen to use makeup remover towelettes that are fantastic because they're so easy. Um, You want a little thing of sunscreen, a little thing of moisturizer for your body. Then you also want to have whatever hair stuff that you use, whether it's shampoo or a gel or conditioner. You also want to have whatever you need for your eyes. For example, contact lens fluid, container for your contact lenses, an extra pair of contacts, and then your eyeglasses. All of us who wear glasses usually have our last best pair, and that's what I keep in this bag. This way, if my eyeglasses are sitting next to the bed, which mine normally are, and my James surprises me with that trip to Paris. I don't have to remember to go get them. If I do, fantastic. But if I don't, I'm not going to be blind. I have the last pair of eyeglasses that worked for me. They may not be the most styling pair, but I have that. So those constantly live in that bag for me. One of the things that I would definitely suggest to you, this was suggested to me by a friend and I didn't do it and I didn't do it. Finally, when I did do it, I thought, my God, why didn't I do that before? Is to get the travel size of everything that you're going to be putting into that bag, whether it's your contact lens fluid, whether it's shampoo or conditioner or moisturizer, anything that you're going to be putting in there and use up that travel size once. Go ahead and use it until it's gone. Every time you use it, put a little mark on the side of the bottle. That will show you how many days worth of that product is in that bottle for you. So when you go and you buy a new one and just store that in your bag, you absolutely know how many days you could be gone and just need that little bottle. It's amazing how many uses you get out of some of those little travel size bottles. They look so small, but you would be surprised at how much of a use you can get out of them. And this is the only way to figure it out. Everybody is different. Could be a little bottle of shampoo for you will last 10 days because you have short hair and it lasts five days because I have longer hair. Whatever it is, and remember, you do want to have that travel size because the idea here is to have all of your cosmetics and your lotions and potions in sizes and ready so that you can get on that airplane and not have to check your luggage. So have those travel sizes and really do go through, get a new one, get two new ones because obviously you're going to use one and then you want to have a clean one, ready, and just figure out how many days that bottle is for for you. 
What else is in this bag? Well, your deodorant needs to be in that bag. You also want to have a couple of tampons and some travel pack panty liners. Like I said, I have a week's worth of feminine essentials that live in my suitcase. But you do want to have a couple of tampons and a couple of panty liners that you've got in this, what I'm calling your gym bag. When you're on a plane, sitting on a plane in those polyester seats for 10 12, 14 hours, it's actually nice to have a panty liner so that you can stay feeling a little bit fresh. Some of the panty liners that you can get nowadays come with a little feminine wipe. That's another thing that might not be a bad thing to keep in this gym bag because you will know where it is. Again, everything that you're taking on that plane, you're just packing up into the overhead bin, but you'd be able to pull that gym bag out of the suitcase. You can take it straight to the bathroom and you know what's in it. So these are things that I would suggest that you keep in there at all times. What else? You definitely want to have a toothbrush. I have a toothbrush that I just leave in my gym bag. It's different than the toothbrush I use when I'm home. I've got floss in there. I've got a little thing of travel toothpaste in there. You might want to have a few small woolite packs, just the packs, not the bottle, where you can wash out your undies. You don't want to pack 10 pairs of undies when you can bring five and wash them. You really want to learn how to travel light. That's what being a Bond girl is about, and it's just silly to be packing so much stuff and taking so much room when you don't really have to. What else? Well, my James and I happen to be herbal tea drinkers in the evening. And so I always keep two or three tea bags of the tea that we drink in the evening in my gym bag. He is constantly shocked that I'm able to brew up a cup of quote-unquote our tea once we get to the hotel. Even if you don't have a little coffee maker in that hotel, you can get some hot water and there you are with the tea that you guys absolutely love. These are the sorts of things that make you a Bond girl. These are the sorts of things that by keeping them in that gym bag, you are prepared. The last thing that you want to have in there, I have a few meds. I have some Zycam, which can be used if you get a cold. I have some cough stuff. I definitely have Pepto in pills so that you can chew if you get an upside stomach or your James does. And I also have Imodium, which is if you happen to get the runs, you eat something bad or you get in a bad way that can stop you from having those runs. These are the essentials that I have. I think I have some Tylenol and I also have some Tylenol PM, which can help you to go to sleep on the airplane. Don't bring a ton of stuff. I myself have pared this down after lots and lots of practice. And I want to share this with you. I almost used to bring another suitcase that was just full of medicines for potential things that could go wrong. My father's a doctor and I sort of inherited from him the idea that I wanted to have everything so that I could help people out and be ready to go. You don't need to do that. Another thing you might want to have though is uh, if you know emergency, it's little packs of sort of an electrolyte uh, formula. It's great if you get a hangover or if you're dehydrated that can help you hydrate your body. These do not take that much room at all. Wherever you're going, you're usually going to be able to find a place to get more Tampax, more cough syrup, more whatever it is that you're looking for. You just need enough to tide you over. The last thing, since we're on meds, that you want to make sure that you have in that gym bag is whatever prescription meds you take on a daily basis and also any vitamins that you might take on a daily basis. If you don't want to put them and keep them in that bag, make a list, put that in the bag and make sure that you look at that list and get those prescription meds into your bag before you leave. I, for one, have certainly been known to leave something that is not sitting right in my bathroom, something that I take in the morning that's downstairs in our kitchen. I have wound up leaving that 
in the kitchen because it's not sitting there right in the bathroom when I go to pack and go. So now I have a list that includes all those sorts of things. Now I look at that, I can check it off. That list lives in that Ziploc bag that's in my gym bag so that the list doesn't get messed up. It's just in that Ziploc bag where I dump all the things into when I go through security on the airline. So that's about it for this podcast. I hope that this podcast was a little bit helpful and some ideas about freeing up your life and being ready to go on a moment's notice. For our next podcast, we're going to talk a bit about feng shui, which is an ancient ordering system that you can use now that your physical surroundings are all clean and clear. They are all clean and clear, aren't they? To help you empower your life and coax out your inner bond girl. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to talking with you again soon. Bye.